0: hi guys welcome back to rabbit hole stories i know we haven't done this sort of um introduction in a while but we thought we might bring it back a little we've bit we've just been lazy we have been lazy to be fair um, get over yourselves <laughs> i don't care but uh joelle and i we just got off uh, speaking with oscar who goes by the wise rabbit he's an environmentalist you might have seen them on twitter doing some protests in front of the uh, ecb he goes out every saturday and he does a protest between one to 21 blocks uh, in front of a bank um in the hope that maybe he can um, get some dialogue with people uh, represent bitcoin and we kind of went kind of deep a little bit into a bit of a discussion. It wasn't a debate. There were sort of like opinions from all three of mm. us on, on the uh, on, on the space just now, just sort of interjecting our own sort of perspectives on environmentalism. Joël, what did you think?
1: I think it was good. I was honestly expecting it um, in full transparency to be worse. And I mean worse in the essence that, you know, we would go back and forth. And I personally get very riled up about these, these just the climate change agenda in general. Um, you'll see what I mean by this. I was also questioning a lot of the financing behind these things. Yeah, and to so. my surprise, Oscar was um, he was actually quite open about it and he was aware of these issues. Um, we also spoke about the way he wants to organize these protests in front of banks, mm-hmm. how he um, potentially saw Christine Lagarde. We don't know, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, that was a funny fit in the episode. So there was a lot of stuff in there. Definitely a good one. And uh, I don't want to keep it any longer. Have fun listening in, guys.
0: Oi, and oi, tip us some sats, guys, if you think there's any value in, in what we do yeah, as well. Oi, oi, tip See you later, guys.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Rabbit Hole Story. Today, we have an exciting guest, Oscar the Wise Rabbit on. How are you doing, Oscar?
2: Oh, I'm doing very well. Very well. Uh, enjoying my life outside the city at the moment. Oh, really? At my grandparents' oh, nice. place.
0: Whereabouts are you in the world? Am I am I gonna dox you or are you gonna dox yourself? Whereabouts are you in the world right now?
2: Uh I'm based in Germany, close to Cologne. So oh, nice. yeah, that's how far we're gonna and go. bro,
0: is that a uh, honey badger I see on your mic there? <laughs> it is. Oh, lovely. It is I need to get one myself. <laughs> <laughs> or we could yeah. add the rabbit hole stickers. Yeah. That would actually be a good brand. Then, mate, you're onto something there, bro. <laughs> Oscar, mate, it's an honor, like Joel said, to have you on our show. Thank you for spending your valuable, finite time with us um, here in this Bitcoin ecosystem that is the rabbit hole. And I'm keen to sort of hear about your journey through the rabbit hole um, and seeing as that you're a wise rabbit and all, maybe we can just start
2: with your Bitcoin rabbit hole story, my friend.
0: How did you get into Bitcoin?
2: Well, how did I get into Bitcoin? I think... First people uh, are going there for for greed and then they stay for the revolution. Uh, that was somewhat similar for me too. Um, I was always quite interested in, in money and savings. And um, I got interested into investing and stocks and ETFs and bonds during the corona crash because I thought wow that was a good time to to actually jump in and yeah I first um, started pretty classically with ETFs and and quickly got bored of them and then got into stocks and also also i i heard about cryptocurrency before and i wanted to dip in a bit and just try it out and put some money into bitcoin um and then i just you know let it run for for uh, some time and I played uh, around with a lot of stock options as well. I was in the, um, in the GameStop, Reddit hype, basically. And this was beginning of 2021 and I had a big learning there because I was like, whoa, okay, the markets are heavily influenced and they're out of my control. So, um, because they stopped trading this stock at a certain moment when it was about to do a big short squeeze and many people in Wall Street would have lost billions of dollars and then they would like just suspend suspend trading of it. And I was in there trying to sell my stock and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, why can't I do it? Um, this is, feels quite unfair. And at the same time, end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I uh, visited a course on the Potsdam Institute for Climate. What is it? Um, yeah, I just know the German name actually, Klimafolgenforschung. I don't know, like um, what's what's happening with our planet, and we i learned the geophysical facts that were happening and i was like whoa shoot um we really have to change like society and um the way we we trade our economic system has to change a lot to actually uphold 1.5 degrees which we um which we signed in 2015, like all nations unanimously signed that they wanted to limit global warming below 2 degrees and best 1.5 degrees. And while I was doing that, I was studying economics and business administration in Cologne at the university and I was sitting in my in my lectures um, for micro and macroeconomics for about seven um, seven semesters apiece, so three point five years every time I sat there and I got into conflict with my professor about money about why GDP is a good measurement of of wealth for for society and why we can print infinite amounts of money and stuff and they got not sufficiently answered and at the same time you know i had my my bitcoin laying in the bag and i read about it i i read a lot from the beginning you know i'm i'm a guy that likes to likes to read the original sources so i went into the bitcoin talk forum and read a lot of pages in there from early 2009 to 2010 and i got fascinated by it and then i remember one day i was sitting here and i was like yo i need to learn all about currencies and money because i feel like this is a very, very big lever we can use as a global climate movement to change society. And, you know, then I dabbled around um, ideas of um, creating a climate or a carbon coin myself, you know, to um, reward people to sequester carbon. um, And having all these ideas about how currency how money can be fixed and then i found out about austrian economics and i went into my university and i looked for a professor uh, to teach it there but there was no there was no one so i had to look in the library and i got out the old books from Ludwig von Mises and Hayek and they actually had to take them out of the cellar from for me they were like bro nobody ever uh, rents out this stuff Uh, how do you come up with that and I was like well I'm curious about it I want to read more into it and then i was i just remember vividly that i was sitting in the library and having one eureka moment after the other i wanted to shout out and put the books in 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 front of every other people and be like bro you got to read this this is way more logical than all the stuff we're getting taught and yeah this is how somehow bitcoin dawned on me as a very very um yeah as a as a part of the solution to many of the problems we see in the world this is like a general overview over so over my rabbit hole story so
0: you kind of almost like discovered bitcoin and you went through the whole shitcoinery phase which a lot of people do including myself and so you then got into the environmental list interest after discovering bitcoin and then you fell down that rabbit hole since is that right or is that something historically you're interested in or is it only because of bitcoin now you're uh, more interested in the environmentalist side or is that something you've always been kind of interested in
2: well i've been aware that climate change is a problem earlier but I didn't feel very powerful you know like i i thought whoa so much needs to change but i don't know how to do this all by myself and i got really frustrated and anxious about it about the future and then you know like the more i learned about climate change and the more i learned about bitcoin it went like hand in hand a bit because i got really deeply interested in what are big um big levers we can pull in the ecosystem and what are big levers we can pull in the economic system to to help um help our planet heal basically i
0: understand um would you be okay for me sharing my perspective on my rabbit hole of environmentalism and then see if it matches yours and then maybe let's meet in the middle uh, maybe if there's any discrepancies or or differences that we can talk through and Joel, obviously feel free to pipe in at any time as well but for me yes like you oscar um i was aware of the narratives and the 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 risk that the planet is um undergoing due to um, climate change and that's usually uh, based on the fact that we're burning a shit ton of fossil fuels and we're flaring um, oil um, and humans in the way I see it and the conclusion I've come to uh, through this rabbit hole that I'm still in um, is that over millennia the planet has gone through periods of warming up and cooling down the ice age and things like that and that's happened slowly yeah. and steadily over many, many thousands of years. Um, so I still feel that there is that natural uh, rotation of climate over f- many thousands of years. And I think as humans have tech uh, become more technical and industrial, um, they've obviously sped up that process somewhat by, you know, burning all these fuels and things like that. So in my mind, I think, yes, there is a natural um, timeline here, the way the planet heats up and cools down, but humans are speeding that process up. And we usually do that because we're incentivized in a fiat money system to use cheap, um, you know, cost, That doesn't cost anything. They don't care about damaging the environment because it gets them the cheap plastic products that they need for consumerism. Um, But under Bitcoin, I feel that we will be less um, consumeristic. Uh, We'll be spending less of our money, particularly in mining. Um, We are, are incentivized to find the cheapest and most renewable energy types there are. And I know that. With that incentive, only things can get better environmentally. So I'm just curious um, as to whether or not you see things the same, or whether you've got a different perspective that you want to share with us.
2: So I like I agree with you that the climate has changed naturally. It's actually um, due to the sun uh, intensity. Um, these are called M- Milankovitch cycles. So there was an astronomist who found out that the Earth kind of wobbles in the atmosphere and there is a different sun intensity. That's why we have ice ages. and But we can... Um, forecast them almost infinitely into the future and we can look into the past and to the ice, ice cores and see, you know, these, these cycles, they're about approximately every 46,000 years. And through thousands of years, we see the Earth heating up after the ice age, uh, approximately two degrees And then we've been in a relatively stable climate for almost 10,000 years now. So since human um, settled, since human settlement and civilization began and um, domestication of animals, we have been in a fairly stable climate. It's been like really, really stable. But now after burning huge amounts of fossil fuels we've broken out of that in in rapid fashion and this is really like this is a basically a huge global experiment we're doing with the planet and there's no denial that 99.98 percent of the heating we see at the moment is man-made and also the sun intensity in the last couple of years actually kind of decreased a bit. So we're seeing we're probably even 102 percent of the of the heating we see is is made by us. And I feel we have the responsibility for ourselves and our future generations to leave them with a livable planet as we inherited it from generations before us and that's why we need to change our lifestyles accordingly and i believe bitcoin and that's where we meet again is a very very powerful tool to change your own incentive structure from spending and consuming to saving and um yeah just looking for long-term value
0: well
1: what about you maybe i'm the pessimist in the group but i I don't see so hmm, i don't see it man-made as everyone on planet earth i see it five countries made and that's the u.s china india brazil um and i think in terms of output with coal The UK is also quite high up there because we're still a heavy uh, coal country that uses a lot of um, fossil energy on addition of being an island with like all of the mishaps you have there. So we on the one end burn fossil energy, which is not good for the heating up part. And then on the other end, we're actually pretty bad with um, getting rid of the waste and all of that stuff. Sort of the aftermath that lies around and also pollute our land in the meantime. So it's not just the, the atmosphere, but also uh, the ground that's been heavily uh, poisoned at this point in the UK. But um, I think it's, it's these five countries and it kind of leads into my questions, which is why I am fed up with the, and I'm going to call it climate change agenda, not with the term climate change. Because if you actually, or at least it was this way when I was in school, the term climate in itself is already the definition of... Um, an ever curring state at a place of time when you measure it, that can change based on outside behaviours. Um, if you got a heat and a cold front, and you get all of these um, things that you basically learn in, what was that, eight years or ninth year's uh, biology classes, you get these different kind of uh, weathers, essentially. And, um, what I'm a bit fed up with with the agenda is they're using something which is a real danger. And if I'm saying they, I'm speaking of centralized authorities. You could call it the EU, you could call it the White House, whatever works for our listeners. And they're abusing that to basically sneak in draconian plans. Um, and maybe, maybe people see it in the video recording. I was kind of, you know, um, uh, what's that in English? I was kind of doing this with my nose when Oscar spoke about the one and a half degrees um, heating up, because this in my book as well is theoretically been um, uh, based on research that has been financed by a lot of the centralized authority. And in the back of my head, this just goes, okay, in the name of science, can we also find people that are a bit, um, maybe less biased to that central authority? Because I'm not denying the fact that there is change happening I'm just very skeptical of the data that's presented by the central authorities um, I think we're good cause look how they fucked up the fiat system and it just kind of worries me that they're also using these things so this is, this is where my issue is in but this leads into my question Oscar do you think if let's take Europe as an example we do have the EU Sorry, UK listeners. Um, <laughs> you were part ones. How dare you, Joel. <laughs> There are... Yeah, <laughs> I have to take it in there. Um, there are different countries, obviously, you know, with different footprints. Uh, I came out of Switzerland. We were pretty neutral, maybe just on the edge of being um, uh, carbon um, uh, emissionable. Then you have countries like, um, I think Germany has a higher output, but they also burn more fossil fuels. And I sometimes think... It's a bit unfair that these centralized authorities in Brussels put down the hammer and go, right, we'll introduce something like a climate score, for example, and we'll basically punish people who might as well already be, you know, working pretty hard on reducing their footprint and all of these things. And I then go, okay, instead of having one authority from the top, we could have multiple authorities, like a country with different you know, states and different councils and these kind of things. And every one of them can actually, based on their own data, improve their life standard. Do you think a more decentralized approach like this would actually lead to a faster, better result instead of that centralized planning? Or am I missing something there? Because I'm always in that um, question mindset, like, hmm, if they already fucked up stuff like money with that centralized approach, aren't they doing the same thing now with the the agenda as well?
2: Oh, definitely. I I completely agree with that. I believe there is no value in central planning because it basically diminishes the decentralized intelligence of individuals so i believe individuals can plan uh, more efficiently and more effectively for themselves and group themselves into interest groups and fulfill their goals instead of someone from above um, saying okay this needs to be done we all have to do it like that that is that's why we end up fighting each other over who has control over everybody else because nobody likes to be told what to do. Um, I believe that's actually a very powerful way of of Bitcoin. It's It's a voluntary system, you know. Everybody can choose to adopt it or they can just, you know, let it pass for some time. And that's why everybody who's in the community is so, so into it, you know, like we're in the rabbit hole. We're never going out of it. Like whatever happens, Bitcoin can be banned from government. I, it can be made illegal well we just do it underground we'll do our underground uh radio shows and you know this is that's why i said you know i joined for the greed and i stayed for the revolution
1: we we also had um marco on in march or april i think it was right yeah was about that time and that episode to me was quite eye-opening because, again, I came in like, I don't want to call myself a climate denier or anything, but, you know, I have a very skeptical view of the way uh, these issues are being presented. Maybe also with my media background, because I used to, you know, write a ton about finance and suddenly your publication gets published, uh, gets um, sponsored by the people you actually write Great about, cool. you can't write about. Yeah. So you had these, um, yeah, you had these influences in there. Um. But she mentioned that in her mind, a lot of the issue is also in academia. And it's interesting with your climate impact research, you did um, that uh, study you did there. Um, She mentioned that there's actually a lot of research also being done independently because people were simply cast out she she mentioned um was it one or two professors who were just raising the questions like hey maybe this crazy idea you all deemed crazy is actually not crazy if we find the right model to test it which they were able to do but they got completely shadow banned everywhere Um, and she mentioned that a lot of that could be down to improving the academic system and you having mentioned in your rabbit hole story that you also had this clash Do you think, especially with stuff like Fridays for Future, that if you maybe would make something like Bitcoin a curriculum where you go like, you know, right, this is how it's been brought up, you know, cypherpunks led into Satoshi and all of these things and the early days, and they actually have to read the Bitcoin talk forum. Do you think that would also improve the way um, things outside of Bitcoin are taught, um, especially maybe in regards to physics and, and climate research?
2: I do believe so, yeah, because the rabbit hole journey teaches you how to think independently and critically. And if we can teach more people how to do that, I believe it's a overall plus for society in general the more independent thinkers we have, the more fruitful discussions we will have and the more insights we will gain from them. However, you know, I wanted to talk about the, the thing you mentioned with um, research getting funding from... The institutions that we're kind of fighting and I believe you know the incentive system and money is obviously fucked you know like there's no denial in that however I believe that the IPCC is a fairly decentralized approach to climate impact research you know there are researchers from all over the world coming together and there are three groups in that you know group a and b they're doing diagnostics they're basically saying okay this is happening to our planet this is the data you know co2 concentration in the atmosphere from mauna kea or Mm, ice cores or you know, Arctic sea ice expansion, whatever it is. There's a huge amount of data. They just put it together, say, "This is happening." And then there's group three, And they're not doing diagnostics. they're doing therapy. And they're basically in this centralized authority mindset how the world works right now and they're saying you know the world works right now like this these are the measures we have to take to make it different but it's it's always a centrally planned approach
1: is, is this the same group where um, people like the Aspen Institute and all of those are in? Because I've read, I actually read the IPCC reports. And if you read the data part of it, you go, okay, there's no mention of, you know, on Bitcoin Twitter, for example, they always say like, ah. Oh, um we're going gonna to re- reduce fossil fuels. There's actually no mention of that at all in the data side of things. They just say we're aware, we're in a transition period and all of that stuff. And then it's always, I think, the Aspen Institute, which is very influential in the IPCC group. For those of you not in know, the Aspen Institute is basically financed by a bunch of billionaires who all, funnily enough, have always invested into companies who are the solution for these kind of things. Um and I know that they are very much the devil in there who go in and say, if you don't do this, we'll cut you off. Do you happen to know if there's also other institutes like this in that third group?
2: I don't. Oh,
1: shit. Okay. Actually, well, maybe, maybe you'll find it out and I can link it in the show notes.
2: Yeah, p- probably. Like I, I would have to do a bit more research in that. But um, I be- I also believe, or I, I don't necessarily have to believe that, but since the 70s, there is an extensive amount of research funded by big oil and big coal industries to deny or to postpone action on climate change. Um, this is like research funded by tobacco industry about the health impacts of smoking. And I believe these these doubts they sue into our minds are very effective because basically our message as um climate activists and as bitcoiners are you as an individual you need to change and change is hard you know we love the way we are we we prefer sitting down and if there's somebody else who just saw us a bit of doubt into our minds about this change being actually necessary and 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 bringing us long-term value, then we'll be like, you know, I'll light my chair, I'll stay where I am and this is very dangerous
1: I believe. Have you ever um heard about the big f- uh, five oil company stories with nuclear?
2: Tell me about it, Joe. Uh,
1: We had Alana on a couple of weeks ago and she mentioned this in passing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And the thing was basically in the 70s and 80s. And I particularly researched it in Switzerland because that's where I got the closest connection with from having lived um, there all my life. Um, Big oil financed a lot of the um, core anti, you know, uh, we need to build out uh, nuclear uh, things and stuff. Organizations, because they knew if we just plant enough fake evidence, so to speak, in this now older technology, and bear in mind, back then it was already um, 20 years since sort of the mainstream nuclear thing started to roll out, um, that they managed to keep nuclear so low and also keep money out of nuclear to actually improve it because these days if you have a nuclear site i think it has emissions exactly in the beginning and then you have no emissions at all and even the emissions in the beginning you can offset within the first 10 years if i'm not mistaken it could be more or less um but they managed to keep basically investment into this emerging technology which we as bitcoiners know holy shit if you use it right this thing runs for an eternity free energy essentially for eternity that's great right um and they managed to basically um support stuff like greenpeace for example we also know how much they get influenced by ripple and such um to never ever get money into that industry again and i read a book um it's called the 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 play in shadow with the big five. And you actually saw the uh, telegrams and the faxes back in the days of, you know, shell executives writing with BP executives and making fun of, you know, the nuclear researchers who were there presenting like, hey, look, if we do this, we reduce the heating of the planet by like 0.8 degree, which is amazing when you when you go yeah. into the details and such. But just because they were so greedy of having contracts with localized... Um, localized um, economies and these kind of things in the oil industry, they basically were able to keep it under wrap to this day, more or less. In the last five years, I would say, they managed, uh, nuclear managed to break out because the security, you know, surrounding uh, nuclear reaction explosions and these things has improved massively. But it's crazy. They just, planted seeds they unfortunately also paid off green peas and such and when i read this i went like oh my god this is the same thing as you know skull of satoshi with us where they claim we're we're so so much polluting the planet when i would argue bitcoin mining is probably the greenest solution out there if you compare it to anything else in the industries um and if you actually also read that book with these big five oil companies, you start to realize, like, oh wow, there's a big pressure on on the whole, um, basically on the whole research side of things. But I don't want to take time from you with the episode. I'm rambling. No,
2: no, I'm 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 actually like I I totally agree. What this boils down to again is the the fatal flaw in centrally giving out money because imagine like i i believe there are many more individuals in the environmental movement who support nuclear energy like greta thunberg herself said that it was a terrible mistake of germany to get out of nuclear and instead fire up those old coal plants uh until 2030 so um yeah What this boils down to to me is like FUD is very effective and centrally giving out money instead of letting individuals allocate money to the projects they're interested in and they want to see progress in is highly um, immoral, illegal. I'd say yeah this is this is uh this is almost yeah this is criminal what about you Ian
0: I'm just thinking how deep and vast this environmentalist rabbit hole really is and how complicated and um nuanced and confusing it can be because obviously we are fed with information from scientists and Now you've got to throw into question, what is science? Where is it funded? Where is that narrative coming from? What is the end agenda from the elites and things like that? And as long as there's fiat money, we're going to have continuous ongoing pollution. Yes, they might be talking about this ESG situation, but all they are doing, just like other parts of the um, fiat system, they're just using it to profit, and make more and more money for themselves. Um, but also I'm thinking about, a little bit about Alex Gladste- uh, Gladstein's report on the IMF and the, the loans that they give out to developing countries. And when I was talking, Joel earlier about uh, we as humans are contributing to um, pollution and potentially speeding up the process of climate change, um, And I do agree with you, it is the likes of the the West, like the US and um, also China as well, and the the, the big boys in in the game. And um, you've got the US lending out money to certain regions of the world, dictating um, that they should now change their entire landscape. Um, change their farming practices in order to, and I think the uh, example Alex brings um, up is in uh, Bangladesh I think, Joel. yeah, okay where they actually have to flood uh, fields that would ordinarily been farmed for something else or Uh, to raise cattle but they flooded these fields with water to actually uh, produce shrimp which will be shipped out to the west Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. and that's part of the conditions of the dirty loan that they were given that they can never pay back so environmentally that's going to have an impact as well and as long as we have a system like that that exists we're in trouble and it's just a a one-way street into further damaging the 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 planet and uh, changing the landscape and putting these scars across um the planet that you know in some cases might be
2: irreparable definitely i i feel like also people haven't really understood the consequence of irreversible uh change that is happening you know like tipping points we're talking about in germany like um Mm -hmm uh i think in the uk it's just stop oil they're doing something fairly similar they're pissing they're pissing
1: everyone off in the morning (laughs) basically well yeah
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're pissing everyone off in germany as well yeah yeah yeah.
1: and i think this is a shame because to me this is also result out of frustration um i mean what do we do is a big
2: need I feel like.
1: Obviously, but what we what do we do as Bitcoiners? If we're pissed off, okay, we don't start burning down banks, um, but we put up stickers, for example. And I think there has to be a middle ground. And this kind of actually leads nicely into what you've been doing um, during the summer with your protest in front of the ECB, but what you're generally encouraging also on Saturdays. Um, what's that all about, Oscar? Can you maybe tell us a bit?
2: So, yeah. Well, I was... Last year, I was getting more and more frustrated about, you know, nothing happening. And I felt like, okay, I have a very powerful tool on my side that I've acquired a lot of knowledge about. I need to raise awareness to the problems I see and I need to teach my fellow climate activists how to use this tool effectively to fight for their goals. And... I set out to do so by firstly challenging myself to live on a Bitcoin standard, like only paying in Bitcoin and only being paid in Bitcoin, because that's the end goal. That's where we want to go to. And I have this quote from Mahatma Gandhi in my mind, which said, be the change you want to see in the world. So before I asked my fellow citizens to join me in that journey i had to find out if i can actually do it myself
1: if you don't mind me asking what do you do as a day job do you freelance do you also work in the climate research department or
2: um i would say i'm mostly an activist and adventurer i'm living from donations and um, trying to um do workshops and um and seminars on bitcoin on teaching that but you know it's like slowly slowly but steadily um so yeah i i did that and it's a tough challenge to be like 100% bitcoin in within our society but um people Sometimes people, when you just ask enough people, they're like, okay, I won't support you by accepting your money. For example, I traveled like three months uh, by train through Europe. And this was the days of deflation, my Bitcoin only challenge. And there was this one, t- uh, one time, it was 22nd of March, no, May um this year bitcoin pizza day and i wanted to find a pizza in naples which i can pay in bitcoin and i think i was at let's say 20 restaurants asking if they would accept my money which was bitcoin and give me a pizza but they were all like ah no we can't do this our boss is not here We don't accept it anymore there were i think three pizza shops listed on btc maps and i went there first but they were all like outdated and then in the 21st uh, pizza mm, pizzeria i was at i was like bro i'm so hungry i've been walking around the city for three and a half hours now asking for pizza and buying in bitcoin and this guy he was like well I won't accept your money but appreciate your dedication you'll get a pizza from me just choose one and I believe this is you know I I really learned that if you have the drive and you really want to push for for change within yourself Society will, there will be someone in society who's inspired by that and will try to help you out if you're, if you're going to ask for that. And after these, this challenge, I went back home and I was like, you know, how did Greta Thunberg start her protest and raising awareness for, for climate action? And she did that by sitting, doing a three week sit in in front of the Swedish parliament in Stockholm and doing the school strike for Klimatet and well I thought you know from the best thing I know we need to strike money and take it into our own hands and the institution that is printing money in Europe is the European Central Bank and then from August 1st which is Bitcoin Independence Day till august 21st which is bitcoin infinity day i had a three week sit in myself in front of the european central bank raising awareness to the problem i saw in fiat money and the potential solution i saw in bitcoin and since then every saturday i'm going out and I sit in front of a bank for 1 to 21 blocks and I'm raising awareness for, for Bitcoin and, and for the climate as well. So it's like, it's maybe a bit provocative to say, but I'd say it's Fridays for Future and effective. Are you getting much interest um, from people or curiosity
0: from people when you're sat there uh, protesting? Do, does anyone come up to you asking you any questions?
2: Oh yeah, people are always interested, you know? They're like, like most people, they ignore you, they see you, they, they got an impression, they read your sign and they talk about it, but they don't want to talk to you because they don't got time, they, they have other problems. And some people laugh at you. A few people come around and they... They fight you with their their arguments, whatever they have. Bitcoin fud, and um, some people you win over. You know, like I remember this one guy uh, from Frankfurt, Klaus. I sat with him in the in front of the European Central Bank, and he approached me. He still had his earplugs in. And after like five minutes talking, he was putting them out and was like, oh, I'm sorry, Um, this seems like an interesting conversation. And I think he stayed there for two and a half hours the first day and he went away and I was like, you know, Oscar, this has been the best conversation I've had in half a Mm. year or something. Mm.
0: And it only, only takes one conversation, really, and then that can migrate into other parts as well. So that's very fantastic. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see two QR codes below with open tip and just ping us some lightning. Um, and Oscar, I was thinking of you and some of the videos I've been seeing, maybe you should put a QR code um, on there, maybe with a lightning address or something like that, that people can walk by and zap you some sats as well. Um, that might be a, an interesting sort of conversation starter as well.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought about like um, doing a faucet, maybe mm, you know, mm, mm. like getting a QR code on my sign, and then like people walking by and be like, "Here, take some free sats, you know. Yeah, and
0: that's a great idea.
2: You, you, you'll get all the bitcoiners in the <laughs> get all the <laughs> in the area to come by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're coming by anyways because mm, they're okay. like oh a uh, bitcoiner in the wild that's that's nice we need to support that have you ever then encountered issues because i know
1: in frankfurt you've been was it arrested or they, they came they gave you like a um like house arrest or something to do not be on the permit anymore but did you also have yeah. issues with like just call it your regular bank in a regular city somewhere that employees came out and and, and actually spoke to you
2: um no, usually it's Saturday, so there's nobody wor- working in a bank on Saturdays.
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was just, I was going a bit too far. Well, that's because, you bit- know, you mate, you're confused because like, Bitcoin
0: is 24-7, so I can understand you. F- you know, that could be the,
1: yeah, the thing, yeah. yeah that could be fine. the thing. But in Frankfurt, you, you got in some trouble, if I dare say so, right?
2: Yeah, like, so I was, the first 11 days or 10 days, I was sitting on the stones in front of the central bank which was a central bank property but they were like you know as long as as it's just you and a sign and you stay peaceful we accept you being there and then on the 11th day you know i felt a bit more provocative and i had this big fck ecb sign and this is just you know this is just facts that happened you have to draw the the lines yourself but for me it was like somewhere in midday there was a Maybach like a really expensive car driving very very slowly in front of me and like two hours later or one and a half hours later the security ga- guy came out and was like you know you can't sit here anymore you have to be out front and i was like well if the people who called you come down their and tell me i'll be out mm-hmm. in no time but so far you know you've accepted me here for 10 days i'm gonna be here another 10 days why should i go now but then it it was like four or five minutes later two police cars showed up and you know showed me the force of of the state basically which was kind of kind of traumatizing in that moment because i felt like i did nothing wrong you know i just expressed my my views i knew it was quite provocative but mm. i am not sure if there's anything illegal in that you know <laughs> and
1: especially in germany where we still have you know a right to to well a a right to demonstrate which they like sometimes well, they now. turn it off now. you know yeah. yeah they like to turn it off and on again um based on whatever it is but um, we also have a right of expression. And in both cases, it fits what you did perfectly. Um, but I bet... Uh, who, do you think it was Christine Lagarde driving by that Maybach? I'm just curious
2: now. <laughs> the boss himself on the side. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would love... I, would have I can loved imagine to her, her hanging out the window. For Which her color
0: Christine. of uh, euro would you like?
1: <laughs> 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 oh, uh, dear. Brilliant, brilliant. But, you know, who knows? Those police officers, or even the guy you spoke about previously, who you spoke to two and a half hours, eventually all roads lead to Bitcoin and they'll end up either discovering it, taking their time, or they'll flat out ignore it and, you know, they'll maybe get it at a later time. But um, this also yeah. leads nicely into the closing segment on our show. And um, we like to finish yeah. the show a bit with a challenge for our guest. Very easy challenge. So yeah, you don't have to explain Love challenges. something super cool. <laughs> And um, we want to prove that all roads actually lead back to Bitcoin. So we do give our uh, guests a word, which is it could be totally random associated with you, whatever came up um, during the episode between Ian and myself. And they have to somehow prove that that word topic or the field that that word is in relates back to Bitcoin. And if you have nothing, no idea to no, come up with, be, you could always come up something easy. else. easy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so the word oh. we came up with you was cake. How <laughs> cake. does cake <laughs> relate back to Bitcoin?
2: Oh, I love it. Yes. I love cake. You know, actually, this is quite a personal story because my mom, she bakes cakes oh, cool. for a living. And it's really hard. Um, hard-earned fiat money. And, you know, I'm trying to be a good son to her and say, like, you know, you should... um, I have some very interested um, Bitcoiners around me who would be interested in buying cake and chocolates and pay for them in Bitcoin. Wouldn't that be something to support your business? And... um, I feel like, you know, she she knows a lot of vocabulary now, which I'm very proud (laughs) of, but she's still still very hesitant, and I feel like there needs to be another person uh, that tells her basically what I told her because I feel like I'm not going to be the one, and I've started to accept that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think that's how cake relates with me to bitcoin and whenever i get a birth birthday cake now i'll make sure that it's getting a bitcoin topping on it like for example (laughs) next birthday pretty sure it's going to be this honey badger on a cake
0: that sounds like a perfect cake and um if oscar's mom if you're listening i like cake too um, so feel free to <laughs> if you want your first, uh, you know, Bitcoin transaction f- uh, for cake, then hit me up and uh, I'm sure we can sort something out. Um, but yeah, thank you for your answer on your all roads lead back to Bitcoin with cake. Um, I was kind of thinking about um, when, when Joel said cake, I was thinking of layers. So like uh, a layer cake uh the bitcoin uh layer you know layer one layer two and all that kind of stuff but that's where my mind goes with things but I, i do like your answer oscar um thank you oh, again no, love for it. joining us here at rabbit hole stories thank you for delving down a little bit of the environmentalist and discussion that we had around environmental uh issues and things like that um i think it's important that we continue having a conversation and sort of like uh don't trust verify and sort of check each other's perspectives and things like that because while we're all down here in this rabbit hole sometimes there are shadowy areas that we haven't quite seen yet. And it's good to sort of share those narratives together in the Bitcoin ecosystem so we can get a full better picture of where we all are. Um, so I'll leave you alone, Oscar. Thank you so much for joining us, Oscar the wise rabbit. Um, all these details are in the show notes below or anywhere um, that you might be listening to us. Joel, is there any closing statements
2: you want to make?
1: No, also thank you from my end. And uh, I guess the best place to find you, Oscar, is on Twitter or Noster?
2: It's probably going to be Noster, Bluesty and Mastodon in the future because cool. I will set back from centralized social media. It's not very good, but you can check out my YouTube if you mm-hmm. want to see the Climate Punks Manifesto, for example. Oh, cool. uh, piece of art in front of the European Central Bank. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. It was a great conversation with you guys. I really enjoyed it. And Ian, keep doing podcasts. Your voice is just <laughs> <laughs> it's magnificent. He's got a good voice, yeah. Yeah, I've got a good, good radio, radio voice. voice.
0: Forget the face, but um yeah, thank you, Oscar. <laughs> Mate, take care and I'll see you soon.